Welcome to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Saturday, May the 13th, 2023. On this edition of The Politocrat, Speaking Truth to Power. The people of San Francisco speak directly to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors on the murder of Banco Brown. All of that coming up next. Welcome to this brand new edition of The Politocrat. Happy Saturday to you. Hope you are well on this Saturday. The sun is out in San Francisco. My goodness me. And the temperatures are supposed to go into the, well, close to 70, if not a bit more than that today here in the city. So it's always nice to see that if you're a fan of that kind of weather, and I am. I hope that the weather is good where you are, or at least to your specifications as that may be. Well, if you listen to the podcast episode for Friday, May the 12th, 2023, that would have been yesterday, you would have heard a very long episode about Banco Brown and what's going on in the case of Banco Brown here in San Francisco, California. Banco Brown was a black transgendered person who was unhoused and was hungry. And so the story goes, he allegedly stole some snacks, $14 worth or thereabouts, and a security guard decided to take his life. I mean, that's that's it in a nutshell. And if you want to listen to that episode, I really would urge you to. It goes into, I go into quite forensic detail about what we know so far Um, The facts as we know them, of course, it's all incomplete because we don't know all the facts. But so far, what the story is, an eyewitness account that I think is going to be extremely important if this case ever gets charged. I read out an article containing the comments of that eyewitness who really tells you that Banco Brown was not shot inside the Walgreens. He was shot outside the Walgreens, which is, I think, as I said, In yesterday's episode, a critical thing um, because it establishes that there is no self-defense. And especially when you go back inside a store after you've ejected a patron of the store and you go back into the store as an armed security guard and then turn around and go back outside the store and then execute 
this brother, Banco Brown. That is very clearly not self-defense. It is murder. It really is. And I think it should be second degree murder. But again, we will see if this case gets charged at all. I also spoke about the district attorney, uh, Brooke Jenkins, here in San Francisco, who is an awful district attorney. Anyway, I've talked about that and um, you can listen back to the episode. I was going to read out a letter. I did not end up doing so on the episode. I have tweeted that letter out, though, at the popcorn, R-E-E-L, a letter that was sent from the San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins to one of the Board of Supervisors, and that would be Shaman Walton. Shaman Walton was the president of the Board of Supervisors until a few months ago. Now Aaron Peskin is the new president of the Board of Supervisors. But this particular letter, dated May the 8th of 2023, is a letter from the district attorney of this city to Board of Supervisors member Shaman Walton, who is, a, who is an African-American. He is the only African-American on that board of 11 supervisors. You have to read this letter. It is one of the most condescending letters that a public official has sent to a fellow public official. I mean, these are two politicians, and one of them, that would be Brooke Jenkins, because she's also a politician, as well as a district attorney. I mean, listen, that's, that's political office, basically. Listen, I know people won't agree, some people. That's a political office. The DA's office is a political office. I know people will say, well, that's a prosecutorial office. It's also a political office. But I have posted that letter that's publicly available. That May 8th, 2023 letter is one of the most condescending letters that I have seen one public official send to another. So anyway, I won't read that here. It's a fairly detailed letter. But it is uh, really a must read. Shows you the arrogance of who you're dealing with now as the San Francisco DA. Now, yesterday also in the episode, I talked about public comments. I played about five minutes of public comments. These were public comments, really just a fraction of them from the telephone callers because there were lots of telephone calls. That's one of the reasons why the meeting went for five and a half hours from May the 9th of this year was because there were so many people who wanted to have a comment to say about how this district attorney here in town is dealing with Banco Brown and the case surrounding his murder, his killing. Those comments went on for hours. Now, I'm not going to play you the entire comments from the telephone callers, but what I am going to do, because that's what this episode is going to be devoted to today, is I'm going to play you all of the people who spoke inside the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, all the members of the public here in San Francisco who spoke in person to the Board of Supervisors during their Tuesday, May 9th, 2023 meeting. You won't want to miss this. This is an explosive comment section. Now, I told you yesterday that the comments are the most terrifying thing to read after an article is written or after a tweet is given out. 
Well, this isn't terrifying what you're going to be hearing after the break. It's electrifying. It's passionate. It is absolutely filled with righteous anger, righteous rage. And it is also filled with the pain of being once again, once again, marginalized, undervalued, and underestimated, as Joe Madison, the Black Eagle, would say. By the way, make sure you do tune in to Sirius XM channel 126, The Urban View. Subscribe to SiriusXM.com. And listen, you can listen to Joe Madison, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Eastern to 10 a.m. Eastern. You really, really have to listen to the public comments that are made during the public comment section with a full room of the Board of Supervisors sitting here in San Francisco. You will be hearing from many people. And I guarantee you, you will want to listen to this. Some of the people you'll be hearing from are family members of Banco Brown. Some of the people you'll be hearing from are activists on behalf of Banco Brown. Some of the people you will be hearing from are people from the communities of San Francisco, different areas of the city. Some of the people you'll be hearing from are from particular political parties who are, you know, our activist parties who are in uh, City Hall to give their thoughts about this case and what the district attorney is or is not doing. And some of the language you will hear is foul language. Just want to let you know that because some people do not like foul language. Hey, listen, I don't love foul language. I definitely do use foul language at times. I try very hard not to do so on this podcast. There have been times where I've let one fly here and there regarding uh, curse words and swear words and the like, but I really think it's better not to do that on this podcast. There's plenty of podcasts where I'm sure if you listen to those kinds of podcasts, you will get to hear those words lots of times. But, you know, you've heard those words and you know what they mean. And certainly when I'm on social media, I have used those words. But on this podcast, certainly, um, I think it is best to let those speakers you'll be hearing from after this coming break speak clearly for themselves. So you will hear some foul language. And again, you might find that objectionable. Again, I want you, though, to think about this as you hear people talking and as you hear people being very much, and you can understand this, hurt, pained and angered by the lack of urgency from this district attorney. Understand that this is a history of doing this. It's not just the first time that this has happened. This has happened through this district attorney on a number of prior occasions. And it's happened in the history of this city of San Francisco on more than a number of occasions. And you are now in an age where having a black politician in San Francisco doesn't necessarily mean in fact, not only does it not really mean that things are going to get better, it probably th means that things are going to get worse. Willie Brown wore out his welcome in this town as the black mayor of San Francisco. And I think that London Breed is beginning to wear out her welcome, certainly amongst what is left of the black community here in San Francisco. Because again, 
We are less than 5% of the population of this city. I almost said another word there. We are less than 5% of the population of San Francisco. And we have a black female mayor, London Breed. We have a black female district attorney, Brooke Jenkins. And I really don't think that either of them have done a very good job. That's just my personal view. You will hear, and I voted for London Breed. I voted for her twice. So keep that in mind. I did not vote for Brooke Jenkins. If you are in San Francisco, by the way, I urge you to vote in the next local election. I urge you to vote in every local election that San Francisco has. I urge you to vote in all elections that you are able to vote in. Local, state, federal. I do hope, though, that all the people that you will be hearing from after the break will also vote. Because with voices as passionate as those you are about to hear, it would send a strong message if they also voted. And I hope that they all do. I hope they do. I hope they do. When I come back, it's going to be an hour of public comments, an hour and change. I do urge you to listen to what the people of San Francisco who care about this, the people who care about this have to say, because this case is not getting national attention and it needs to, and we need to move the needle on that. I'm sure that if some development happens, maybe it will get national attention, but we need to be the ones to push this case of Banco Brown into the national spotlight, into the national consciousness. This is the time to do it. You've got white trans persons being denied their rightful seat in the representative body in Montana, Zoe, De Zoe Zephyr. You've got all these things going on. We need to also put this story into the national bloodstream. The story of Banco Brown and his unjust killing. Which many of us in San Francisco who care about this are calling a murder. I'll take a break. And when I come back. The public comments. And again, you really need to hear this. And please spread the word. Once again, dear listener, here now is the public comment for the May 9th, 2023 meeting of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. And a reminder... Some of the language you will hear is foul language. So keep that in mind. A person in, uh, to come to the podium. 
First speaker, please. Welcome. Uh, give me two seconds. I wrote it down. First off, I want to say, like, thank y'all for letting me speak. But I also want to start off that in saying that it is unacceptable to drop a case of the murdering of an unarmed citizen. It was dismissed on the basis of self-defense. This is obviously for the killing of Baco Brown. I realized I didn't write that down. Um, but it was dismissed on the basis of self-defense. However, we are aware, thanks to a journalist that was there, that Baco was thrown out of the store when he was shot dead. Right. The uh, the armed guard that threw him out was six four, whereas Banco was substantially shorter and smaller than the guard in question. We further know that the guard was put on a watch list for sexual harassment of workers at a cannabis club that he was a customer of. This person. Thank you. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. This you person. Guys, just let the gentleman speak. You all get your the person turn. Speak. Thank you. This person has demonstrated a pattern of being problematic that ultimately culminated in the death of a human being, a human being that was born and raised in the city of San Francisco. We demand that you release the tapes and that you jail this killer. He killed a human being that was of no physical threat to him. He was already outside of the store, right? And for you to sit there and like, not for you, right? But for the DA to have dropped the charges of a person saying that like they, like that she, I forgot what the statement was. She was just under the belief that the person was was in mortal danger. How could you be in mortal danger if you are outside the store? That like that makes no sense. That does not add up. We demand that you release the tapes and that you jail this killer. Banco was unarmed and out of the store. He did not try to re-enter the store. This is white supremacy at its finest and, ex and an excuse to continue a war on black people and the homeless. It's a sad day when you put the value of a $3 sandwich over the value of a human being, one that was born and raised in the city. How many of you can say that you're from San Francisco? This city betrayed him and, cont and continues to betray black, brown, and the homeless by criminalizing our existence. It is absolutely... Moral to continue. Thank you for your comments. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Next speaker, please. Yeah, I just want to say the same thing. I saw it in a post. I read it on Facebook. There was a witness for some you know, unknown reasons. I don't know if that witness has come forth or not. I don't know why. But, they, but he, the witness said that the security guard took Banco Brown, she, she threw, threw him out of the store. And then he went back into the store, he went back outside and he shot and killed him. Because I am an honest person, um, when the security guard shot and killed him, according, I think it's really, I'm not sure. The witness also said that there was a couple of seconds where he didn't see anything. Somebody said that he was threatened, that the security guard was threatened, that, that Banco Brown, from what I've read and from the testimony and the proof, did not have a, a knife, he did not have a weapon. He was unarmed. Banco Brown was unarmed. And just because somebody says I'm going to hit you, does not mean I'm going to, does not give a reason for killing somebody. I also read that the district attorney said she is basing it on what she saw on the video that reasons not to file charges against a security guard. So we are saying release that video. We have a right. 
because we pay your taxes and that that run the city and we are the ones that vote so we are we thank the water supervisors that are asking for the the da to file charges to release the video to let the people of san francisco see the truth because the fact that somebody's hungry and eats is no reason to kill that person that person was a transgender African-American who worked in a women's freedom center. He was unhoused. That is a no-no in some... Thank you for your comments. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Excuse me. Now, we have an item that I authored and put on this agenda. I ask you to observe the rules of the Board of Supervisors. You will each have your time for public comment, but please refrain from outbursts. We will hear this, then we will vote on the item that I introduced based on what I said at the last board meeting. Thank you, please proceed, sir. Good afternoon, Board of Supervisors. Thank you for taking the time to listen to and reflect upon public comment today. My name is Eve Chu and I use he, they pronouns. I'm a resident of the same district that Banco Brown was murdered in. As a transgender man of color and a formerly unhoused individual, I am here today to urge you to adopt the resolution to release police reports, witness accounts, and video information from the April 27th killing of Banco Brown. GA Jenkins has said that releasing evidence to the public will open herself up to the defense, saying she's tainted the jury, compromising the investigation. I'm here to question how the jury has not already been tainted and how the investigation has not already been compromised. When DA Jenkins on May 1st publicly declared that she would not be pressing any charges against Michael Earl Wayne Johnson, Anthony, only to revoke this declaration on May 8th, saying that this is an ongoing investigation. Reckless and unethical are the words that D.A. Jenkins uses to describe charging Banco Brown's killer. I'm here to tell you all today that what is reckless and unethical is setting precedent that you can walk away free after the murder of a black, trans, unhoused, and poor individual. Wholly inappropriate and dangerous to the interest of justice is how D.A. Jenkins described reconsidering the case. I'm here to tell you today that what is wholly inappropriate and dangerous is the message she delivers that anyone can play judge, jury, and executioner in vigilante fashion without repercussions and due process. The word vigilante here is a coded euphemism for murderer. After all, we now know from witness account that the six foot two killer had already thrown out five four Bengal Brown onto the sidewalk outside of the store and then returned inside and said, damn, hell nah, not today, before going back outside and shooting unarmed Bengal Brown right in the chest, leaving him to bleed to his death. Damn, hell nah, not today is what I have to say to D.A. Jenkins. Not today will she be telling us that she refers to no one but herself when we the people are who she needs to answer to. We the people are those that she is obligated to ensure justice is done and the rights of all are safeguarded. D.A. Jenkins, what are you hiding from the very people you are obligated to serve? Banco Brown could have been you, could have been me, and when it happens to you, will you say that there was no one left to speak for me? Adopt the resolution. Justice for Banco Brown. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker. Good at good fucking afternoon. My name is Jordan. My pronouns are she, her, they, them. Black trans lives matter. Defund the police. Disarm security. Reparations now. In memory of Banco Brown, I will be reading a list of public figures and systems who have directly or indirectly contributed to Banco Brown's death, as well as greater systemic injustices towards black, trans, and homeless people. 
Fuck Walgreens, fuck armed security, and fuck the guard that lynched him. Fuck Crook Jen, fuck D.A. Jenkins, fuck London Breed, fuck Stephanie, fuck Copaganda's Dorsey, fuck Mandelman, fuck Safai, fuck Mussolini and Guardio, fuck SFPD, fuck Chief Scott, fuck DPW, fuck Homeless Sweeps, fuck H-Talk, fuck Coordinated Entry, and fuck Drama Scoring, fuck those who recall Chase and Boudin, fuck School Board Recallers, fuck Sit Lie, fuck Shelter First, fuck Josephine Zhao and her stance, fuck Trump Republicans, and fuck Richie Greenberg, fuck John Dennis, fuck Alex Stein, fuck Twitter Trolls, and fuck Drug Warriors, and fuck the Lying Press, fuck Suit Heather White Knight, fuck Jill Tucker Carlson, fuck Susan Cryer Reynolds, and fuck civility fetishes. You are a fucking disgrace, and you have fucking blood in your hands. Release the tapes, and as LA activist Jeremy Frisch said, and you can all sign off your public comment with if you want, I yield my time, fuck you! Thank you, Gordon. Next speaker, please. All right, that's it. Uh, shut down the board meeting. Shut it down. Shut it down. All right. You, let me be. Let me be abundantly clear. If you disrupt this board meeting, we will recess the board meeting, and we will not vote on this. So, if you can adhere to the rules, let the individual speak. We will get to the business of adopting the resolution that I introduced. Next speaker, please. Good afternoon. I'm here to call on the Board of Supervisors to pass the resolution urging the DA to release video and other evidence in the killing of Banco Brown. The district attorney's most recent reasons for withholding evidence do not have a firm basis in law. She claims releasing evidence is unethical. I'm one of many in this city and in this room who think her actions are unethical. She initially dismissed the charges under Code 27, which means she can refile charges later. She then went out of her way on May 1st to say that based on evidence only she has seen that Banco Brown's killer acted in self-defense, showing clear bias and actually aiding the potential defense of the killer in a trial, even if she does file charges. It's clear to me that her refusal is deeply tied into her agenda to shield law enforcement from transparency and officer-involved shootings. SFPD is responsible for the regulation of armed security guards. They have been since 1972. The Board of Supervisors recognized the need to actually enforce Article 25 as recently as last year. We cannot allow the so-called thin blue line to get thicker in San Francisco. That would be unethical. Passing this resolution today is the right thing to do. If the DA refuses to listen to you and the people, we call on the board itself to subpoena and release the footage. You have the opportunity to do the right thing, but know that the people will not accept anything less than justice for Banco Brown. You have the opportunity to stand with the people, and I urge you to take it today. When I see Banco Brown's murder, I see the logical conclusion of the efforts of the mayor's administration to crack down on the tenderloin. Banco Brown's death seems like the rule, not the exception, and in the new transgender district, no less. No one should be killed for being poor. No one should be killed for being hungry. If you want us to believe that the city isn't waging a racist war against the poor, show us with your actions today. Pass this resolution. Thank you. Thank you Thank for your you. comments. Speaker, please. Good afternoon, supervisors. My name is Avalon Edwards, and I'm a constituent of Supervisor Chan. 
I'm also here representing the Jewish Progressive Alliance, a group of Bay Area Jews advocating against racism and white supremacy, both in the U.S. and in the Israeli occupation of Palestine. Banco Brown should still be here today. Our city policies failed to keep him safe in life, and our elected officials are failing to be accountable to him and his community in the wake of his death. I am appalled that a young black trans man was able to be houseless and hungry in one of the wealthiest and supposedly most progressive cities in the world. This is a direct result of our city's overinvestment in policing and incarceration and our underinvestment in housing, food services, mental health and medical services, and trans-specific support services. I am here to ask our elected officials to do their jobs. It is Brooke Jenkins' job to release the tapes and provide as much transparency as possible to Banco's loved ones. It is this board's job to ensure that no one is being killed in the streets of San Francisco for being hungry or housing insecure or black or trans. And lastly, it is Mayor London Breed's job to be here responding to this unjust loss of life. It is her job to hear these calls for justice and respond. Instead, Mayor Breed is on a propaganda tour in Israel this week, building relations with a racist right-wing Israeli government instead of responding to the poverty, racism, and transphobia killing her constituents at home. This city failed Banco in his life, and Mayor Breed and DA Jenkins are failing him even in his death. I ask this board to urge DA Jenkins to release the tapes and support community calls for justice for Banco Brown. Thank you. Thank you. In San Francisco, it feels like death row, not allowed a home, killed more than COVID, pandemic is our greed, it's what keeps the streets unclean tonight, and in San Francisco, there's no poverty vaccine. The summer of love, gone long, long ago. The summer of love, just a brand to get taxed. There is no love in a city that don't allow hearts at all. It's not that kind of town a heart cannot be found tonight left in in San Francisco it could be me next dying on the streets it could be you when you have less money 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 I don't want to die on the street tonight. How much is a life worth? How much is my life worth in San Francisco? Thank you. Next Thank you. Next speaker. How y'all doing? My name is Jalen Clark. Um, I'm here for pretty much the same reason everybody else is here. I want to first send my prayers to the family of Banco Brown. Right, I know this is something that's hard to deal with. I've recently had to deal with a loss of my family, too, so I can relate. I want to thank the board members that see and feel what's going on, the few of you that do, you know, and, and, and the mass majority that do, of course. I don't, however, appreciate the disrespect of a grieving family by the president being on and off his phone while discussing the situation. I've been here the entire time, so I have noticed. 
I've also been recording the entire time, so I've definitely noticed. I've zoomed in, focused in and on everything. I want to point out, too, that two minutes isn't enough time to be heard when it comes down to the people having to deal with the systematic racism that San Francisco has to offer. Banco Brown's case is just as important as the Cash App case. My people are important. My people are important. I do thank the board members for their respect and attention on this matter clearly at hand. But for those of you that don't have it, I would really appreciate if you guys would put your best foot and effort forward in this situation because this is not just the situation here in San Francisco. This is all over the U.S. and we need to start somewhere. Why not right now, right here? Why not be a part of that right now? Thank you so much. Today I'm speaking on behalf of youth community organization Anakbai and CCSF as we send our deepest condolences to the family of Banco Brown. This heartbreaking tragedy, this murder, is another example of this city failing its people, the youth and the black community. Banco experienced the financial instability that most of us minorities living in San Francisco are facing every day. People are struggling to afford places to live and families are struggling to put food on the table. While our city is mourning the loss of this beautiful soul, Mayor London Breed is fueling and feeding the corrupt San Francisco Police Department with even more money, with a new budget of $27 million, a huge lump sum of money that should be going to more affordable housing, the root of this problem. With people like London Breed in power, she will continue to oppress low-income families by keeping us poor, while wasting money that should go towards resources for us. She's approving millions of dollars to host the Asian Pacific Economic Corporation this November 12th, an event that will increase militarization overseas in Palestine and other Southeast Asian countries. London Breed cannot continue to fund events that are putting lives in danger, spending even more money on overseas crimes and killings while there is a dangerous increase of police brutality in San Francisco. DA Jenkins needs to be held accountable for withholding these tapes. They should not be held from the family and the public because she, quote, found insufficient evidence to pursue murder charges, end quote. The situation has already been, quote, compromised, end quote, the moment Banco lost his life. Factual evidence cannot be withheld, especially in a case against a trans black man. There are no biased intentions released to tapes. The loss of Banco's life is unforgivable and will forever weigh down this city. Our community will continue to mourn and our community will continue to fight for equity. Defund the police, release the tapes, justice for Banco Brown. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker, please. Hello, uh, my name is Malaya. I'm also with Anak Bayan CCSF. Um, I'm an Excelsior resident. We are a youth organization fighting for the national liberation in the Philippines. Being part of this movement not only means we address the state violence enacted onto our people back home, but also the state violence and police brutality happening in the city. I wanna give my condolences to the family of Banco Brown. This killing is not an isolated incident. This is a reflection of our state. Not only are we seeing President Biden continuously give funds and military aid to reactionary violent organizations such as the armed, the armed forces of the Philippines and the um, Philippine National Police that attack hundreds of activists, especially and targeting our LGBTQ activists and our land defenders. We are seeing this in our own city, where London Breed has allowed more funding into the police budget, which does nothing but protect private property and not the people. 
This is what happened to Bingo Brown. Mayor Breed has gone as far as approving millions of dollars to host APEC, the Asian Pacific Economic Corporation. She sells out her own people and furthers the state violence in third world countries. It furthers the state violence and police violence in this state, in this city. The same guns used to kill queer activists in the Philippines are being used to kill our houseless community, our black community, our brown community, and our trans community. It was used to kill Banco Brown. So let me remind you, this is not an isolated murder. This is another murder that continues the war on the poor in the richest country. So I want to say, release the tapes. Hold the DA accountable. Defund the police and justice for Bengo Brown. Say justice for Bengo Brown. Say justice for Bengo Brown. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker, please. My name is Tori. I'm a community member, born and raised in a Western edition. Being hungry is not a crime. Being homeless is not a crime. Being black is not a crime. What is a crime is our human rights to be constantly violated and dehumanized. The nation unfortunately, has seen the murder of many of our brothers and sisters via media. Eric Gardner, Stephen Clark, Tamir Rice, Michael Brown, and George Floyd, to name a few. I come here today to the Board of Supervisors meeting today asking you all to use your power and do what's right. As we know, the real power is in the people. We want to see the tapes immediately. Release the tapes and justice for Banco Brown. Thank you for your comments. My name is Zanaya. I'm from the Young Women's Freedom Center. And I think it's interesting that the black and brown community are per, per, are, sorry, I'm very shy. It's okay. Take your time. Sorry. My name is Zanaya and I'm from the Young Women's Freedom Center and I think it's interesting that y'all blame the black and brown community for the situations that we go through. I think the world justifies these situations by making, let me, by making excuses, by saying, oh, this person stole, oh, this person did this, this person did that, but y'all never think about why these people do these things. This, this city have people, this city has people living off paycheck to paycheck, paycheck to paycheck, not even being able to get the ba basic necess necessities that they need due to high rent. We want justice for Banco Brown and I want you to release the tape. Can I hear justice for Banco Brown? Justice for Banco Brown! Thank you for your comments. Welcome. All right, hello. My name is Ace Matkin. I use they, them pronouns. I am a game art student at CCA, as known as California College of the Arts. I am here today because I am disturbed that Walgreens, a national chain from Chicago, 
their property worth less than $20 was valued over the life of a citizen from San Francisco. Not only that, but Walgreens refuses to, to fulfill abortifacient prescriptions because of their supposed family values over the life, and their, their property was valued over the life of a living, grown man from this city, San Francisco. You say you are progressive. No, you are regressive. Walgreens is regressive. This city is regressive. I, we, you do not deserve to be viewed as a progressive city. Not, not when my community, as a non-binary individual, ha does not get the respect it deserves. We are human. We, so you, believe, you think you're human. We are human. End of story. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker, please. Welcome. Hey, can you please get off your phone and do respect to my sister since you're saying that you'll start recess? Can you please get off your phone? Thank One speaker at a time, please. I'm listening. Please, please proceed. Please 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 I am paying attention. No. Respect. I will recess this meeting. Please proceed. Nobody else is on their phone. Next speaker, please. Welcome. We cannot hear the speaker. We're beginning her time. That's my blood, sister. You're not going to keep this inspector in there. I know that. Please proceed, ma'am. Pull the microphone close so we can hear you. Thank you. Hi. Don't worry. Let somebody else be the president. Don't get mad at us. Because you on your phone. Next speaker, please. Everybody is listening. Guys, we're going to hear from one speaker at a time. Please give this woman some respect. Go ahead, ma'am. Thank you for giving me time to speak. I'm nervous, so bear with me. That's okay. I'm a queer, non-binary Korean-American resident of San Francisco. I was born here. My family immigrated here in the 70s and 80s from Korea. I love this city, and I'm so, so sad, disappointed, and full of rage all the time. You've probably heard from me multiple times during the pandemic calling into these meetings. I'm here to join the call in urging the Board of Supervisors to demand that DA Brooke Jenkins release the footage of Banco Brown's murder, or if she refuses, to subpoena the footage directly from Walgreens. People are dying trying to survive, and it's more than outrageous that we don't use our vast resources to fund the people. As I sat on the bench over there, my dad texted me that my family in Texas knows some of the victims that were killed in yesterday's mass shooting in Texas. And I'm so sick of being saturated in constant white supremacist violence, including and especially the violence in this city of blatantly over and over again choosing to value property over human life. We need to end San Francisco's racist war against the poor. Being hungry is not a crime. No more armed security in stores. And again, release the tapes. Justice for Franco Brown. Thank you for your comments. Just a point of information for the public, item 45 on our agenda is urging the district attorney to release information brought by the SFPD for filing charges in the case of Banco Brown's killing, sponsored by board president Aaron Peskin and various members of this body. For those of you who don't know that that item is to be voted on after public comment. Uh, so let's hear from our next speaker, please. Thank you, Madam Clerk. 
Uh, hello, uh, my name is Cleo Sadie. I live in the Tenderloin here in San Francisco. And I just wanna honor the family of Banco Brown and demand justice for Banco Brown and the release of the tapes. And just to honor the anger that we hear in this room and respect it because that's coming from a heartfelt place and it's coming from people being just devastated by this tragedy. And so I just wanna say that and uh, I see the rest of my time. Thank you for your comments. Welcome. Hey. My name is Travis. I'm with the Party for Socialism and Liberation. Just want to start off by saying urging is not enough. We will keep coming here, calling for the release of the tapes until the public can actually see them. All right. Last time I was here, Banco Brown's family and friends were begging for y'all to take action and get justice for Banco. We're back and we're done begging. We're demanding justice for Banco Brown. Last time, a bunch of y'all sat on your phones, just like today, and ignored these people as they poured their hearts out to you, looking for some kind of empathy. Others stared with your eyes glazed over, nodding when you thought it was the right time to do so. A couple of you got out of your seats and played politician, claiming you cared and urging people to reach out and set up a meeting with y'all in your offices and all that. Forget meetings and phone calls. It's obvious what the right thing to do is. Y'all have the power to subpoena the tapes from Walgreens and release them to the public. Actions speak louder than words. If you're for the people, show it. Banco Brown's family demands you release the tapes. Banco Brown's friends demand you release the tapes. The community demands you release the tapes and jail the killer. We all demand real solutions to the problems that ultimately led to Banco's death. More imp most importantly, people need food and people need housing. There are thousands of empty homes in this city. Those homes should be given to people who need them for free. This is one of the richest cities in the world, but instead of funding people's needs, you continue pouring money into the police budget. Hell, make, this, make the millionaires and billionaires in this city fund people's needs. Why don't we use some of that money to feed the people that are hungry? Let it be known that we'll show up wherever we need to be until we get justice for Banco Brown and the changes to the system necessary to ensure that this type of tragedy doesn't happen to another black or trans life ever. Say his name. Banco Brown! Thank you for your comments. Next speaker, please. Um, so first off, I want to shout out Dean and Matt here. You guys are talking about anti-Semitism earlier in this meeting. That's really great because it is rampant, right? Um, tied to anti-Semitism, we see a lot of white supremacy. Um, now, you having relations with cops, you might be familiar with that. Um, yeah, they happen to be one of the most biggest hotbeds in case y'all aren't aware. Um, so that being said, you understand that white supremacy is a problem. You're not addressing it. You're actively disregarding it. Um, the fact that some of y'all have the audacity to police people on the way that they speak or express their emotion while you are actively zoning out on your phones. Um, that's gross. Uh, we expect students in schools to be able to handle class without being on their phones. I expect the same exact fucking behavior of you. Um, swear to God. Um, now, <laughs> with regards to this, y'all, again, just allegedly scared of white supremacism, uh, but you're out here starting off your meetings pledging allegiance to a flag that 
demonstrates and represents white supremacy, not just here in this country, but abroad as well, because the whole fucking world knows it. So for y'all to waste our time and then bitch that we are here being too loud, disrupting things when you have so much more to talk about instead of actually getting to these issues, y'all are some fucking babies. Like seriously, this is fucking ridiculous. Own your shit. Learn where you are fucking up because it's everywhere. Um, <laughs> and you know what, uh, Dean, I do want to shout you out again. Uh, you did so use the term murderer, keep and your I actually appreciate that. to the board that. as a whole, not individual members, please. I'm sorry. Uh, like I just said, Dean, I want to shout you out because you called him a murderer, and that's appropriate. That was totally the right call. Shout out you for that. Um, and for, stop telling me how to fucking use my freedom of speech. I don't need you to do that for me. One speaker at a time, please. We can't hear him. Next speaker, please. Go ahead, sir. My name is Nick. I live in the Tenderloin. I'm a member of the Party for Socialism and Liberation here with the family, friends, and supporters of Justice for Banco Brown who aren't going to let Brooke Jenkins, who is San Francisco's top cop, keep those tapes that we know show a poor black trans man get murdered by armed security for walking out of Walgreens with a few dollars worth of food. There was an event last night in the mission that Democratic Party organizers got scared about holding. It was called the Crisis in Our Streets about which they were going to give Brooke Jenkins, an assistant chief of SFPD, a microphone to speak on. We're here saying that the crisis in the streets of San Francisco is a racist war on the poor that's becoming frighteningly normalized. SFPD's former propaganda officer is a sitting member of the Board of Supervisors. Mayor Breed feels completely comfortable running off to apartheid Israel while this is going on. Millions more dollars of the public's money continues to be funneled into SFPD. Lethally armed security are guarding candy bars at Walgreens while people go hungry. Release the tapes now, however you need to do it. Justice for Banco Brown, and also justice for Keita O'Neill, who was a double victim of injustice when Brooke Jenkins refused to prosecute the SFPD officer who murdered him on video in the Bayview. Stop San Francisco's racist war on the poor. Thank you. Next speaker, please. The murder of people like Manko Brown and Jordan Neely clearly demonstrate not only the systematic neglect, but the systematic disdain for black, brown, trans, queer, and poor people in this country. The government and media love to pretend that these types of murders happen because of victims' personal lives or actions in the moment, but the truth is that Michael Earl Wayne Anthony saw a black man with $13 worth of snacks and candy, and that that was enough to justify his murder. And these issues go beyond just a few bad eggs or just San Francisco. It goes beyond police. It goes beyond every wannabe cop that likes how they look in a black vest. It's a governmental and systematic disdain of marginalized black, brown, poor, queer, trans communities. It's the allowance of their slaughter. It's the legalization and the allowance for people to get away with it, vigilante, cop or not. And if the DA and if this board truly doesn't support that, then the least they could do is acknowledge these horrors in the broad daylight in which they are committed. Any less than that is complicit to these occurring and an allowance for this hate to go on. That is all. Thank you.
Thank you for your comments. And there's a difference between not being able to hear us and not wanting to. All right. Let's hear from our next speaker, please. Excuse me. Um, so I went to school this morning, and then I heard y'all killed my, where y'all, whoever y'all is, y'all better not kill nobody else from my family, period. Thank you for your comments. I want to say that I refuse to sit here and let this shit happen. On April 27th at 6.38, she was killed, and I was standing right there. She didn't have a motherfucking thing in her hand. So all this shit y'all saying, the tuna sandwich, the candy, ain't none of that shit true, Terry. That shit a lie. They laid her down right on her back and let her die. She asked him, did you just shoot me? And he shot her in her motherfucking chest. So for y'all to sit up here and sit here on y'all phones, I can't give a fuck. Y'all don't. We ain't the family to fuck with, bitch. And we ain't going down like that. So you kill one of us, bitch, we'll kill one of y'alls. Fuck you, fuck Jenkins, and fuck everybody else that got something to do with it. And bitch, you need to shut the fuck up because you don't give a fuck about nothing that's going on, period. And my name is Shamika Latrice Anderson, and I don't give a fuck who don't like it. Bitch, that ain't what happened. So release the real motherfucking tapes before it be up and it be stuck, bitch. Thank you for your comments, Ms. Anderson. There another speaker? And whoever got to pray, we need to Shut the fuck up. Stop that lying ass shit. All y'all up there don't give a fuck about nothing. Ma'am, I'll set the timer for two minutes and then the next speaker can speak for two minutes. Stop what? I didn't stop the killing when I killed my motherfucking sister. Period. Y'all got an attitude because we mad. We're furious. We are hurt. They took someone from us. This is, this is not okay. Y'all can eat, have little meetings. We are crying. I could barely eat. That's not the first thing that is on my mind when I wake up. They took someone, a life, from us. The security guard said he was fed up. He was fed up? He couldn't handle this. He, he was fed up, so he took Banco Brown? Direct comments was, oh, not today. Yeah. What the fuck you mean? Oh, not today. You were fed up. So you just took all your anger out, all your anger, and just said, I'm going to kill someone today. Y'all let him and walk then y'all let him walk away. No, that bitch ass nigga went. You ran to the back. He is walking somewhere. One speaker at a time. He is eating with his family. When we have, we cannot eat with Banco no more. We cannot love her no more. We cannot be around her, see her beautiful smile, her jokes, her laugh. She's not with us anymore. We, we cannot experience her life anymore. We need justice. We don't just need the tape. We don't need the, just the tape. After the tape, then what? What do we need after the tape? We need justice. Hello? Do y'all know how to spell it? Do y'all know what that means? I don't think so. Because y'all ain't show nothing. Give me court justice. I get street justice. I don't give a fuck. Nothing. You've gave us nothing but drop charges. I don't give a fuck. 
He can't he, he can't get something? Nothing though? Y'all give him nothing for a life that was taken? Make it make sense because it's not given what it's supposed to have gave. Thank you. Next speaker, please. All these fucking lies come out. This is some bullshit. Straight fucking lies. All bullshit. Come, you spirits that dwell on mortal thoughts. Help me. Tough to play this fool in this public award-winning forum. Shall I embarrass myself again? And yet I rise today to plead for justice for Vanko Brown. Can I tell you, the first thing I read this morning was a letter from Brooke Jenkins to Supervisor Walton. Not so much read as did I peruse it. Not so much peruse as did I skim it. So many words, so dripping with disdain. A simple no would have sufficed. No to justice, no to prayers, no to neighbors, no to the idea of a city. I did not know Banco Brown. I wonder if I encountered them. I might have scorned them, and yet the details that reach my ears resemble the apocryphal rumblings of a post-mortem saint, that he was black, that he was trans, shot for stealing candy, shot for not feeling themselves. Is it true what they say, that we live in an evil empire? that we were represented by zombie senators, that we might wage another war on non-whites for a couple small Pacific islands. What is going on here is going around. Banco Brown, Jordan Neely, this is the start of this crumbling. Supervisors, I have two purposes. Firstly, I wanted to say publicly that book Brooke Jenkins seems like a massive psychopathic bitch. Well, thank you for your comments. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Roma. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you, Roma Guy, Taxpayers for Public Safety. And representing taxpayers for public safety, we support the resolution, but it's just not enough. So what we wanna say as taxpayers for public safety, you need to confront what causes these deaths. When someone is hungry and everyone is afraid, I have lived during the period of what was called the mystery disease, HIV and AIDS. It is similar to that moment. Prejudices in the criminal justice system and elsewhere against a stigmatized population. Remember that history. 
We got through it. Too many people died. And I want you to remember this as we go through this unacceptable death of a trans black youth. And just like we did during the mystery disease, the youth is leading and taxpayers for public safety supports them a thousand percent. We are allies and that's how we stand. I want to make another recommendation that we supported under your unanimous decision to support reparations. Overdue by over 100 or 200 years, but can we just go for it? This is an example. In reparations, we need you not only to pass, as you did, the, hundred, the unanimous decision, but to choose in 2023 2024 budget to invest in the startup of reparation. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Guy. My name is Sandra. I'm from San Francisco Mission District, born and raised. I want to send my condolences and all of my love to Banco's family and to the spirit of Banco. I'm coming to you all as a mother, straight up, born and raised here in San Francisco. My son is 14 years old. I would never send my son to the store because I'm going to tell you my experience growing up here. All these damn rent-a-cops from all these stores in poor communities, they're way fucking aggressive. Way too aggressive. They're even aggressive when I do take my son to the store and he's in a different aisle and I'm hearing security asking him what's in his pockets, what's in his bags. I'm going to tell you right now, because I'm really upset at the fact that they're dehumanizing Banco. Okay? I don't appreciate that. This, this child could have been my child. Okay? And for all of you saying that my child wouldn't do this, my child wouldn't do that, let me tell you something right now. I learned from the Cesar Chavez movement. Okay? Cesar Chavez connected that great boycott to all people that were not poor. That's how he got all y'all to move. So I'm gonna tell you a little secret right now, okay? I'm gonna tell you this little secret. I'm a door dasher. I go to all the stores all over this city. I'm all over the sunset, all over Russian Hill. And I'm gonna tell you right now, your kids are stealing, okay? Your kids and your friends' kids are stealing. All of them are stealing. Why the hell have they not been? Let me tell you right now. When I watch it, and it's not just every once in a while, ladies and gentlemen, sorry to bust everyone out, it's every day. They're coming there at breakfast, they're coming there at lunch, okay? And right now, I would tell you right now, all these kids are hungry. So when I see them do that, I swear to God, I'm sitting back in my car, thank God that these securities ain't doing shit. Thank God that they're just telling them, hey, you're stealing some and letting them go. Because that's what should be done. I'm a poor mother right now. I'm unemployed. I'm going to tell you right I'm doing DoorDash. I'm on EBT. Y'all know they cut us, right? I could barely fucking make food for my child for three weeks. They just cut us. And the food's only for a, a week and a half. Really? Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your comments. Thank you to the speaker.
Thank you for your comments. Thank you to the speaker. Thank you. I'm sorry, the, the acoustics aren't very good in this room. You ready, ma'am? My name is My name is Nancy. I'm with the Party for Socialism and Liberation. And by the way, we already know that you're going to vote on item 45. And that's why we're here. And that's why we're saying what we need to say. Because guess what? We don't trust you. And can you blame us for not trusting you when you continuously put the rights of the corporations and the developers and the police and the rich over the people that you claim to represent. That's why we're here, because we're here to make sure that you vote the right way. Say his name. Say his name. Say his name. Say his name. Another trans man, black man, was taken from us in the streets and we're angry and you can't talk to us about coming here with respect because where was Banco's respect? Where was Banco's right to life? Why do we have armed guards in store protecting food when there are people who are hungry on the streets? Why do we have people without homes when there are thousands of empty homes in this damn city? How do you dare to look at us and call for respect and claim to represent us when this city has just taken another life? Banco Brown should still be here right now. He should still be here. Justice for Banco Brown. Say his name. 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 Y'all better vote the right way. And D.A. Jenkins is a coward, and she should be ashamed of ourselves. And so is Mayor Brooke Jenkins. She's also a coward. She's putting on a policy of being tough on crime. How about being tough on... Thank you for your comments. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the speaker. Thank you to the speaker.
Thank you for your comments. I just want to say for facts that the security guard did not follow his protocol, for one. Because if he did, he wouldn't have shot her. For two, he should not even apprehend her for something under $20. I used to be a security guard. So I know the laws and regulations, and he violated every last one of them. So if y'all need to start somewhere, start at his rules and regulations, because he violated every last one of them. Every last one of them. For one, I don't give a fuck if he is a security, uh, armed security guard. Because at the end of the day, he, when, they, when he went past the threshold, and she knows she didn't have anything, and then he started threatening her and said what he said, that's a violation. So y'all need to figure out, go to Safeway, go to Walgreens, y'all need to ask, for the rules and regulations of that security guard, for one. For two, what was the, what's the protocol of how much you can stop a person for? Because there's a line of where you can stop a person for and how much you can stop them for. She was way under the threshold. She was way under the threshold to even get stopped. If she did steal, we don't even know if she stole or anything. That's the allegations. We don't know if she stole or not. But we want justice for Baco Brown. My little cousin, we're going to get justice for you regardless, one way or another. Thank you. Next speaker. Welcome. Hello, my name, my name is Celebrio Gavin, and I'm a community organizer at the Young Women's Freedom Center. And as a color person, anytime I walk into a store, I've been profiled as if my intentions were to steal from the establishment. Baco Brown was someone's son, brother, and friend. His life was cut short due to a short-tempered armed security guard who had a history of violence. Witnesses that recorded the aftermath say Banco was already removed from the store before being, was already forcibly removed from the store before the security guard returned outside to fire his weapon. Again, I as well was a former security guard. The protocols, the protocols are not followed. Their job is to observe and report. The, the average one-bedroom in San Francisco is $1,900. The minimum wage here is $15. Basic needs are not being met for the people. No product stolen, the allegation, from the store is worth the life. Release the tape so that we can get justice for Banco Brown. Banco Brown, he deserves justice. Thank you for your comments. Welcome. Good afternoon. My name is Jaime Veloria to speak in support of releasing more information on Banco Brown's murder and to call for justice for his death. On that same afternoon when Banco was murdered, I was a few blocks away speaking in opposition to the continued presence of American troops in the Philippines where I invoked Jennifer Lauda's name, who was murdered by a U.S. Marine. She was strangled, drowned, and left to die. Do you know why? It was because she was transgender. And justice was never served for her. I mentioned that example because I can't help but think that maybe another reason Banco was shot was also because he was a black transgender man. I don't have evidence of this, but it's hard for me not to think that way. Transgender people have always been under attack. We have a transgender district, but we didn't have a problem splitting it into two districts, so supervisory districts. We may show up to support transgender youth, but stand on the side when they are being insulted, demeaned, and verbally abused. As I mentioned a month ago in this same chambers, that as a gay man, it is my responsibility to speak and stand up for my community and was reminded of that today seeing a Harvey Milk poster start stating, an injury to one is an injury to all. Our city needs healing and Banco needs justice. 
We need to do our part to make those happen. Finally, we need to ensure that the tragedy of Banco Brown doesn't repeat itself. While we pursue justice, what you can do is to end the war on poor people, get armed guards out of our stores, provide housing to the unhoused, and feed hungry people. We need a just and a competent district attorney and a mayor that leads and not run away. Yes, we need a mayor that leads and not run away. We need leadership in this city. And thank you for your time. And we need justice for Banco Brown and all our black and brown uh, brothers and sisters. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Welcome. Good afternoon, supervisors. Clerk, is it possible may I share a photo? Yes, just place it underneath the light there. And turn it, uh, up, turn it around. And I'll begin your two minutes now. This is not the guard that killed Banco Brown. But I want to point out that this photo was taken on the Thursday last week at Walgreens and 9th and Market. And there are three things I want to point out about this photo. One, he has a body cam. Two, I can't count the number of bullets that he's carrying on his chest. Three, the black flag on his knit cap. This black flag was on display by an armed security guard, a private guard at Walgreens and 9th and Market. This black flag symbolizes that this individual will not cede any quarter to anyone he comes in contact with. The rot is deep. Banco Brown's killing was a preventable tragedy and the legal system will only do so much to provide a semblance of repair and recovery for the family and community that is expressing its anger to you today. And I want to implore you to understand and recognize that this anger is justified, that the legal system is limited in its reparative ability, and that we have a lot of work to do to uplift the youth of this community to ensure that you don't get lost when that movement overtakes you. Yes. Thank you for your comments. All right, before, before the next speaker, if there's anyone in the chamber who'd like to address the board during general public comment, please make sure you line up on the right-hand side of the room. Welcome. My name is Paul. I live in a disenfranchised part of the Western Edition, thanks to the Jim Crow. May I ask you to speak closer to the microphone so we can hear you? Thank Justice you. for Banco Brown. We call on the Board of Supervisors to demand that DA Brooke Jenkins release the footage of Banco Brown's murder or to subpoena the footage directly from Walgreens if she refuses. DA Jenkins' refusal to release the footage has no basis in law. She stated clearly that what she saw convinced her to drop the charges. If that is the case, the public should see it as well. And SF's racist war against the poor. Being hungry is not a crime. Get armed security fascists out of the stores. And SF's racist war against the poor. With the increasing cost of basic necessities, people are struggling to survive in the richest city. Why not use our vast resources to actually fund the people? 
Justice for Ben O'Brien. Thank you for your comments. Before the next, uh, ma'am, you've already provided two minutes, so we're going to hear from the gentleman in red. Okay. Sir, I'll set the timer for you when you're ready. Why you got to do me like that? I'm only the brother. <laughs> you're, you're welcome just Can you the turn same. This on? I just want to show that the armed guard that wasn't really supposed to be armed. Can y'all tell me what this say? Can how you zoom in? No, I don't want nobody to read it. I want them to read it. I know what it say. What does it say? Firearm permit cancel. Your issue date with meeting when you had received your license to get a gun was March fifth, two thousand and twelve. That expired. That expired March 31st, 2014. Can you use the microphone, please? Thank you. My bad. Issue date, March 5th, 2012. Expiration date, March 31st, 2014. What day was he released from jail? May 1st, right? 2023. You went that next morning after you was released, May 2nd, 2023, at 11.55 to go renew your gun license. So meaning, once this happened, once my sister was killed, your gun was not licensed. So you wasn't supposed to have a gun. So your whole security company was working under the table with you for you to still carry your gun. You want me to go to the other ones? What else? Let me see. Only thing you're supposed to have is... Talk to the microphone. Oh, yeah. Mi microphone, please. Oh, see, I got to keep it right here, though. All right, let me go to it. But time permit, current. My sister wasn't a threat. Why can't you use your baton? Why can't you use no spray? You have your baton permit, but you pull out the only thing that you don't have a license for? You got your permit. Your permit is current. The only thing that you're supposed to have is your baton, your security guard card. Anything other than that is canceled and you're not supposed to ask. But you feel like since you got out of jail, you could go renew it. And when it, if somebody look into it, they're not going to know that you just renewed it. But you ain't had it since 2014. So can I know how long he been working for and been having that gun on the side of his hip when he's not supposed to? So all I'm saying is I just want justice for my twin. I want justice for my sister. That's it. That's all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. I just want to say that, ma'am, 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 no, no, what, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say is we will be here next Tuesday. Thank you for your comments. You were set up. You run against the job thing and I can call Walgreens. Everybody steals out of Walgreens every single day. That's why y'all brought you here. Y'all too motherfucking scary to stop anybody. But y'all bring a motherfucker here that's unarmed, ain't supposed to have that shit, just trying to stop the people in Walgreens. It ain't stopping Mr. Richards, go ahead. Thank you. Sean. Thank you. Good afternoon, Board of Supervisors. My name is Sean Richard. I'm speaking. I want to first give my condolence to the family. 
um, as a brother who lost two brothers to gun violence. Both was murdered, one was murdered in 95, and the other one was murdered Easter Sunday 95, the other one was murdered 1999. You can see how they grieving right now. Understand, it's, it's hurtful. You never get over that. And so understand the compassion that they have and understand the humility that you need to give them to make them understand and feel better about what you have to do as far as doing the right thing. To this family, I apologize. I know firsthand how to lose. I lost two, my only two younger brothers. So I know how y'all feel. And I don't think that the Board of Supervisors are against you guys. I think what it is is that they need to understand and hear the passion that you guys have to get the message through. And you guys got the message through. So now it's their time and their right to do the right thing and vote the right way, which I think they will because they all understand the pain. But also came to speak on 44 item, item number 44 as well. We have over 100 and some people at Pier 94. Please don't shut it down. They all living in homeless trailers. Don't shut it down. Do the right thing to keep it open. And as a, as a man of San Francisco, I've been here, my birthday was Wednesday, I turned 55 years old. And my high school teacher told me I wouldn't live to see 18. I made it. But we didn't have the young folks like Banco Brown get a chance to make it. My brothers didn't get a chance to make it. So Board of Supervisors, give them the opportunity to redeem that and make it right with the family. And don't close Pier 94. Those folks have nowhere to go, and they're in District 10, and we have a wonderful supervisor that's doing all he can do. Thank you, Supervisor. Thank you, Ms. Richards. Happy birthday. Mr. President, I appreciate the commentary of the public. I'm learning things all the time. Uh, it seems to me I was sitting in the back of the room a couple of weeks ago, just a couple of weeks ago, and there was a... Uh, if I got it right, there was a bill to raise the amount of money going to the police department. And I, I'm not exactly sure why everybody is mad at London Breed because this board voted, there was only one person on this board that voted against that increase. To, oh, there was two. Oh, thank you, sorry about that. Two. I, I wonder if those two members were, were some of the Jewish ones. Thank you, Mr. Duffy, for your comments. Welcome. Hi, my name is Sundara Reddy. I'm a community health nurse. I work mostly with trans folks. I work with trans black patients mostly, just like Banco Brown. Um, and I want to say, from talking to my patients, a lot of what they face is violence from police and policing of just young black folks, young black trans folks. And we need to see a change. That can't be what's killing people. There's enough stuff killing young black men out there. We don't need to be contributing to that. There is no need for somebody to just be trying to get a meal and that be what ends their life. That's ridiculous. It's a basic human right to have food. It's a basic human right to have healthcare. It's a basic human right to be safe walking around the city. I think what's happened in San Francisco 
of just how many black folks have been pushed out of San Francisco and this has not felt safe for them to be here, this needs to be a huge wake-up call. A huge, huge wake-up call. What do you want to see the city looking like 20 years from now? What do you want your kids to live in? This is not the San Francisco that sparks, you know, sparks change. We need, to, we need to come together as a community. We need to understand how to make it a safe place for folks to exist. You know, as a nurse, it's so painful. You know, you learn in school how to care for people, their lungs and their heart, but the thing that is killing my patients is policing. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker. Welcome. Well, my name's Sean. I'm a longtime D5 resident. Just remind me, it's 2023, right? I, I, from my understanding, back in 2020, we had a discussion about the type of social contract we want with use of force in our society. And I find it disgraceful that we are not putting guardrails on armed security for real retail theft. Like, let's not cave to the business side of our city. We are a sanctuary for trans lives here. There's not many places that people can run. So we have a big responsibility as allies to protect black trans lives and anyone who runs here fearing violence or prejudice. It's not many places like this. My dis, I, I can't, I don't even have words for the reason that we have to keep coming back here for something that if a police officer did, would already be public record. And from my understanding, this would be pretty much automatic charges. There was no de-escalation. There was no time and distance. From our understanding, the security officer went back inside, changed his mind, and shot him in the back out on the street. Now, if we had the video, maybe we would have some more things to say, but that should be our right at minimum in the community here. And we need to do better as allies for these folks. We need to do better at protecting black trans lives. Justice for Banco Brown. Say his name, please. Banco Brown. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. All right, is this the last speaker moving towards the podium now as we... Yes. All right, if there's anyone else who'd like to address the board during general public comment, now is your opportunity to come up after this gentleman here. Welcome. Microphone for you. Pull that closer. There you go. Well, Banco Brown was shot outside the store. 
how do you shoplift when you're outside of a store being shot? Um, if you remember the federal cops report, it said to have transparency and meet with the community. The cops report, page 20. Let me show it to you. It's right there. You can look at it. I take for granted that I would be racially profiled when I go into stores. My YouTube channel is filled with me being racially profiled. It's not safe to shop in San Francisco. She is trying to just cover up the, the, the Quito case, the, the O'Neill case, this case, just trying to sweep police brutality under the rug. It's not safe to shop in San Francisco. Um, we need new policy and procedure to hold security guards accountable. Thank you for your comments. Hey, Madam Clerk, can we please go to online uh, uh, remote public comment? Welcome back. So you've just heard an hour and 13 minutes of public comment from May the 9th of this year, just a few days ago at the San Francisco Board of Supervisors meeting from members of the public here in San Francisco who have really had enough of the injustice against black people, against black trans persons, against the poor in San Francisco. This is the San Francisco that doesn't get talked about nationally. The San Francisco that gets talked about nationally here in the United States is, oh, all this crime. Oh, my God. San Francisco is being overrun by criminals, the homeless, the unhoused. They're terrible. Oh. And the thing is, and there are message boards like Next Door that contribute to this as well. And the reality is, is that the crime rate in San Francisco has gone down. Violent crime has gone down. There's a couple of, uh, you know, literally the crime rate has gone down. Violent crime has gone down in San Francisco. Maybe in one month versus another month, there might be one more homicide than there was the previous year at this time. But generally speaking, violent crime has gone down in San Francisco. And San Francisco is not even in one of the top 10 or even top 15 cities for the most violent crime. And yet all you're hearing is San Francisco, San Francisco, is just like what you hear the Republicans say about Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. And Chicago is not even one of the top 20 most violent cities in the United States. I tell you what, if you look at the top 20 most violent cities in the United States, most of them are in states with Republican governors. Most of them are in states with Republican-controlled legislatures. So let's just pump the brakes here, please, about Chicago, 
and about San Francisco. It's just the canard that is used by these right-wingers who keep talking about how violent things are in San Francisco. San Francisco is still a rather safe city to live in. It really is. Compared with most cities in the United States, San Francisco is quite safe. It really is. Now, of course, if you are a victim of crime in San Francisco, you would hesitate to agree with that. No question. You would vehemently disagree with that. But I'm telling you, for all the ups and downs of this city and any other for that matter, San Francisco's violent crime rate is far lower than most cities in the country. And the rate of violent crime in San Francisco and violent crime overall in this city is down. So why all the hysteria? Why all the hysteria? And this tough on crime moniker really means tough on black people. That's what it means. It means get tough on black people because I dare say that the vast majority of human beings on this planet, well, certainly in this country, think that when people say tough on crime, that's exactly what they mean because there are people, many people, who associate crime and they think black person or they think brown person. That's what a lot of people think. I don't know if that includes you, dear listener. That is what a lot of people think. And the culture puts that message out there, puts that poison out there that somehow it's black and brown people who are criminals and all criminally minded. Oh, my God. And you get this from your movies. You get this from local news reports. You get this from an overreporting of crime. When in fact, crime is actually down in a lot of places across the country, except in a lot of Republican controlled areas. I mean, all the gun deaths that are happening, the increases in gun deaths are in states where there are Republican governors, where there are lax gun laws. And those tend to be in Republican states. Simple as. And yet those crimes aren't reported over and over as if it's a crisis. Those are underreported. And the ones in states like this one, California, or in cities like this, San Francisco, tend to be, oh my God, they blow this thing up and overreport crime. And then you don't get the full picture of what's going on. And that's deliberate. That's by design. So you just heard, and thank you for sticking with this, an hour and 13 minutes of passionate, pained, angry, righteously so, hurt people who've had enough of what this city has done to them and to so many other people who couldn't be in that room at City Hall to speak earlier this week. All of this gentrification, all of this Silicon Valley money and the tech bros and the venture capitalists who have come in and weakened this city. They have absolutely made San Francisco a weaker city. All of the priorities for the business community, and I'm not talking the small business, 
I'm talking about big business, corporations, corporations, and these investors from overseas who buy all this property here and don't ever set foot in it, don't ever use it. That is what is killing this city. You've got then you've got people in the local media here, in the newspapers, the San Francisco Chronicle, who write all these hit pieces attacking progressives. And trying to accuse progressives, not even trying, they are, accusing progressives of somehow being short-sighted and crazy and all these other things. It's an all-out assault on the San Francisco that used to be. That's what it all amounts to, dear listener. All of these people who are wet behind the ears, who are writing stories about things that they think they know something about but don't. And they get paid money to write these stories They run their mouths and they conjecture and they do all these things and they demonize poor people. They make justifications for why unhoused people should be there. They make justifications for why people like Banco Brown should be shot dead. They make all kinds of insinuations and they paint a picture of San Francisco that is thoroughly dishonest. Brought to you by the next door community. A bunch of raving lunatics, some of those people. On those message boards. If you have next door. You know what I'm talking about. It's one of the most reactionary right wing places to be. That is not. Reddit. Or that is not truth social. And the comments on there are ignorant. Now there's some people who occasionally. Talk sense. But my goodness me. Next door is an absolute disaster. And that's where all this also comes from. And all this stuff is funded by money. It's money, 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 money. And I'm telling you, San Francisco is not the San Francisco it used to be. We've known that for decades since the dot-com era, when everything changed in this town. And the gentrification of this town, it's not the first time that's happened. It's happened in the 1950s when you push black people out of the city. Why do you think there's less than 5% of this city is now black? When in the 1950s, you pushed black people out of San Francisco. You pushed them out of the Fillmore District. Just like you pushed black people and brown people and native people out of Palm Springs, California in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s. Just like you pushed Mexican people out of Chavez Ravine in the 1950s and 60s. So that you could build Dodger freaking Stadium. Hello, this is an all-out assault on black people and brown people and poor people. And it's been that way in this state for decades. It's been that way in this country for decades. And those voices you heard echo that frustration. Centuries of it, decades of it, of being pushed around and treated like disposable things. That is how San Francisco, California is behaving towards black people, brown people, trans people, poor people. That is exactly how this city is behaving. We need a civil city, a city that actually respects everybody, not just the rich, Not just the wealthy, not just the corporates, not just the Silicon Valley tech bros. We need 
actual respect and treat people the same everywhere. The district attorney can be very clear about trying to solve and trying to indict and quickly indicting someone who murdered a tech person in this town, a white male tech founder of Cash App. DA Jenkins wastes no time in doing that. And she's doing her job there because that's what you should be doing. But all of a sudden, when a black trans person is clearly killed in at best dubious circumstances, I'm being polite. And I really shouldn't be after what you've just heard for the last hour or so. All of a sudden now there's hemming and hawing. We can't press charges. And then listen, the reason why the district attorney's doing this, dear listener, is, is that she knows she can get away with it. She knows that there aren't going to be nearly enough people advocating for a black person who is also trans. And so that is something she's calculating. It's the political calculus that she makes. Of course, she claims that no decisions are ever done with political expediency in mind. And of course, that's a bunch of nonsense. This is her being politically expedient. This is her being politically expedient by making a statement that says that based on the evidence that you've gathered, there's nothing here but a credible claim of self-defense. That's political expediency, folks. That's what that is. Political expediency. I warned people, and I've said this many times, and you can go back and listen to this podcast. Last year, I warned people that San Francisco, if San Francisco voted to recall Chesa Boudin as district attorney, they would live to regret that. They would live to regret that. And now, here we are. You recalled him last year, and now you've got Brooke Jenkins. I don't know which planet she comes from, but it ain't this planet because she is not doing a good job as district attorney. Yes, there are things she's done that have been good in terms of putting away people who deserve to be put behind bars for what they're doing. Heinous crimes. They need to be brought to account. But she's not doing that across the board. She's not doing that with every community. She's doing it with white communities here in San Francisco. She's doing it with, with Asian communities. But she's not doing it with the black community. Not nearly enough anyway. Certainly not in this case with Banco Brown. I'll put it that way. And as I recently told you, in a episode I did a few days ago, where I talked about this attack on black prosecutors by Republicans all across this country, this attack on black progressive prosecutors, this attack on white progressive prosecutors. I gave you a whole list of people. I went through them, including Pamela Price, who is the DA for Alameda County, just across the river, across the bridge across the Bay Bridge from San Francisco, another black woman couldn't be more different from Brooke Jenkins. Brooke Jenkins is a black woman, but she does not have the interests of black communities at heart at all. And I'm not saying she has to shine our shoes or kiss our feet. What I'm saying is that she has to administer justice in the same way that she does for white communities and all other kinds of communities. Pamela Price is completely different. Now people want to recall her in 
Alameda County in Oakland. Some people want to recall her. She's doing a better job at prosecuting. She's not prosecuting cases that have heavy-handed sentences in them for things that did not physically harm people. She's revolutionizing how you prosecute. And people who want to protect the system don't like that, a.k.a. the rich whom the system works for. So they don't want that troubled. So now they're going to do, I assume at some point, some kind of recall on her. And that's what they did with Chesa Boudin here in San Francisco. Chesa Boudin was trying to change the way that prosecuting's done. And all these lies that came up around Chesa Boudin, oh, crime's gone way up, which it had not done. And the media helped accessorize those lies here locally. The local news media gave voice to those lies. All these people who would get... And you're looking around. I'm watching the local news here last year thinking before the... In the run-up to the recall election. And I'm thinking, who is this? I've never seen this person in this city before. I've never seen them be interviewed before. All of a sudden, all these right-wingers, right-winger types are being interviewed. They're making the local news here in San Francisco. Talking about Chesa Boudin. And now you don't see any of these people around. Where the hell are they now? Were they talking? Uh, they were so concerned about crime and law and order and all this nonsense when it came to the run up for the recall of Chesa Boudin in that election. Before that, you couldn't turn on the local news without seeing one of these people. And where have they gone now? Around the corner? Now that a black trans person has been killed in this city, where are they speaking up about crime and being concerned about crime and condemning this killing? Where are they? What do they do? Run around the corner to the next neighborhood? Where do they go? All these people that you saw last year in front of cameras, live interviews, on the street, Oh, yes, we need to clean up San Francisco. It's a really violent city. And it's just not true. Half these people who are talking don't even live in this city or have just got here two years ago, two minutes ago, two hours ago. And they're telling you what kind of city San Francisco is. They don't know the history of the city. They don't know anything. But they do know money. And they do know organizing and they do know voting and they do know how to get themselves in front of a camera and the media will go to them. Oh, yes, they will, because they want ratings and they want advertising dollars. Where are all these people who just over a year ago were telling us how this city was rotten to the core? It was falling apart. It was overrun by crime. Where are they now when a black trans person is gunned down by a Walgreens security guard? Where are they all? Not a peep can be heard from any of them. Oh, I wonder why. Wonder what that's about. You get the message, dear listener, loud and clear. It is tantamount their silence to saying that Banco Brown somehow deserved this. That's what their silence tells you. And there's lots of people in this town, I believe, who absolutely think the very same way.
Dear listener, please follow on Twitter at the popcorn R E E L. Do not forget to also follow on Spoutable, S P O U T I B L E dot com forward slash popcorn R E E L. And please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Download it now. Share it with your friends. Spread the word about the Politocrat Daily Podcast. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of the Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore.